Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Lighthearted Podcast. Um, I am uh, not me. And, this is actually the first time me and Matt are not technically in the same room or state or even country, I guess. So I am live from London right now in the hotel room. And Matt, let the people know where where you are right now. You left me at home, bro. I'm in L.A. I'm, uh, I'm actually in the office. Um this is a sign for, uh, I hate to say it, a sign for what's to come. We're going to have to get a little bit more used to this remote life. Yeah, I know. This is actually, it's crazy. Obviously, shout out to Miles and Jordan, the production side of how well they can um, make this sound and sound like we're in the same room, even though we're not. But yeah, this is something that we're going to have to kind of get um, ready for. So I guess it's good practice so far. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be down there, though. I'll be down there a lot for sure, especially for the big episodes. Yeah, definitely going to do some live episodes there, and that's going to be fun. Just kind of um, being a little more interactive with some of the fans down there in New Orleans and definitely hopefully have some, you know, later down the line in other places like L.A. or Philly or D.C., other places like that. So that'll be fun. So kind of, I guess. For sure. What's been up with you lately? Not much, man. I have, I mean, I haven't been been uh, been gallivanting through Europe. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually, I'm m- much more e- eager to hear about your vacation because I, s- I've seen everything on social. I've tried to try to give you your space, not bother you with too many, uh, too many questions. But, uh, but I see you're at you're at Chelsea Stadium. You're at uh, Tottenham Stadium. What, what have you been up to? Yeah. So, got here Saturday, the tenth. Um, went went to the Tottenham game versus Aston Villa. Tottenham match with no bags, first. right? Yeah. So yeah. First of all, my bag Delta didn't have my bags. For some reason, it got stuck at Laguardia, so that didn't get here until a couple of days after I got here. So I had to go do shopping and and the podcast equipment was in there. Podcast equipment was in there, so I had to go get do shopping, get brand new clothes, do everything um, for that, and then I got here. Room wasn't ready, so we, my Shan, uh, myself and Shannon, were out just roaming the streets of uh, Regent Street of London, you know, shopping and just trying to waste time till our, our room got ready. And literally, right when our room got ready, we got here, dropped off our stuff, quickly showered, and had to head out to Tottenham to uh, watch their their match versus Aston Villa, which was. A good match. They won three one. Um, you know, Tottenham gave me great hospitality. Obviously, I'm a Chelsea fan, and my Chelsea fans yeah, they, let me. Yeah, they dragged you, yeah, bro. And they dragged see, like, you. The thing, the thing with me is, obviously, I know that's one of uh, Chelsea's biggest rivals, but I still wanted to thank them for the hospitality that they gave me. You know, I, I feel like that was the least I could do. You know, they they gave me. Um, you know, a jersey, which I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with that. But um, they gave me good seats and uh, the full, you know, tour. And I was able to go on the pitch and stuff like that. So I wanted to at least thank them for their hospitality. And, you know, my Chelsea fans killed me for that one. So obviously the next day I went to Manchester United game versus Chelsea uh, where they beat us 4-0 and it was a rough one. But, you know, I didn't <laughs> promote or thank them as much on social media. Um, but no, I've been, you know, just doing that. And today I was able to go to the bridge um, where Chelsea plays and take a tour there. I, you know, they, they gave me a jersey. I kind of went and bought up the whole 
whole store there. So that's going to be fun. I got a lot of Chelsea gear I'll be able to wear um, throughout, uh, you know, my NBA season. So you guys see me walking with Chelsea gear. You guys already know where I bought it from. <laughs> I was, uh, I saw a bunch of the fans, like, like when you posted the picture at Tottenham Stadium, a bunch of the fans were like, you know, this is why Americans don't understand like true rivalries. Like, you know, this is why soccer is the best sport in the world. Cause like the rivalries are so intense. Like a real fan would never do that. Is Are the rivalries over there? Like, are they noticeably just way more intense than over here? Oh, most definitely. Um, the fans are just, you know, they're more passionate. Um, and that's obviously not a knock to any of the NBA fans, but you know, people here, that's what they, they live for. They live for, you know, working during the week and, you know, on match day, Saturday or Sunday, you know, they go, to, everything shuts down. They go to the game. Um, they cheer <laughs> unbelievably for their, for their team and for their club. And then, you know, they kind of do that. So that passion um, is crazy. So the rivalries are crazy here. So they're definitely way bigger than any of the rivalries in the States of, um, any sport so that, that's kind of cool so obviously I'm learning a little bit more about that and, and that culture so I know next time if that ever happens you guys won't be seeing me post anything about that stuff but um, <laughs> no it's crazy and you know I think I just kind of love it even more just because of you know the passion that the fans have the um, how they're always just behind their club you know whether the highs or the lows you know there was um, you know Chelsea lost uh, 4-0 to Man U the other day and you know when it was 3-0 you, you still hear you know the 3,000 Chelsea fans that was able to make up the trip to to Manchester they're still yelling still chanting and showing their support so it's, it's cool and it's um, an amazing environment I think anyone who is able to watch a Premier League game um, you know out here they definitely should do it I love it have you been uh, have you been fine dining at all uh, we've been to a couple spots. We went to, you know, Hakkasan. Um, we went to Gordon Ramsay's new restaurant out here called Lucky Cat. Uh, I think we're going tonight. We're going to a place called Maze. Before that, Shannon wants to go get drinks at this little, like, I don't know. She looked at it online or something. She, she's a big Instagram <laughs> food drink finder. So That's what girlfriends are for. Called, exactly, right? Some spot called Scott. Uh, Sketch, I think it's like a little like bar. So we're gonna go get drinks before dinner there. So we've been to there. We've been Camden Market, which was amazing. I think I probably had the best Reuben. Um, oh, I went there. Yeah, I, had, I think I had the best Reuben. I actually got a Reuben there, bro. From was it from the briskets and bagels yeah. or whatever? Yeah, bro. I had two of them. They were fire. Yeah, really good. So I did that. Um, I'm you know blanking on a couple other spots we went to, but it, it's been good eat so far. So I'm looking nice. forward to you know to tonight and then you know to Barcelona. So any good wine? Uh, what did I have the other day? I had a uh, um, dinner. We had a white burgundy. Ooh. Um, we started with a white burgundy. Then I had one of my my one of my favorite Bordeaux, the Chateau Con, uh, Pane Cane. <laughs> Uh, had one of those. Uh, then we went to Harrods, and I didn't really, which was, if you guys that don't know, Harrods is a huge department store out here. It's kind of like a Neiman Marcus, but on steroids. Um, so obviously there's a whole bunch of designer stuff there or whatever. But what I didn't know or what kind of got me was at the bottom floor, they had like the shoes and all that, which was cool, but they had a wine shop down there. So I walked in. I like, you know, obviously I like Bordeaux. So I went to the Bordeaux section. There was a 95 
um, shout out to Montu Rothschild. And for those that don't know, that's my birth year at 95. So needless to say, I ended up buying that. Um, and then there was a Chateau Palmer um, 2014 vintage, which was their century um, wine, which I got. So I've, I've got a, a decent um, couple of bottles um, that I had here. And those ones I'm shipping back to the States to indulge in, you know, at the right time. That's big time. Yeah, you know. So it. we'll we'll see. And then uh that that's the, the lovely thing. Obviously the wine passion uh for both of us is growing. You know, you're I'm a big cab and big blend guy. You are a um big Pinot guy. You're we, we kinda talked about that earlier. You're more you like the little like the more lighter um lighter and not as yeah, bold cabs as, are really as bold. a cab or whatever. So but Luckily for you, you saw on your Instagram that Wine Access sent you some good, uh, some good bottles and a nice little little gift box or gift case of some wine. So um, I was kind of jealous. I saw that. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get that that 14 Silver Oak. But um, no, nah, I think I think it's good. I think we've kind of expanded our palettes. Uh, you know, a decent amount. Yeah, lately the good people at uh, at Wine Access have graciously uh hooked us up with with uh with a bunch of wine and uh it's just cool to it's cool to meet people who have been in this space for a while who know a lot about it because it's really intimidating um and it's cool to just kind of see them be pretty pretty welcoming and uh willing to to work with people who are who are new and and just kind of help show them the ropes you know yeah and that was like the the one thing i would see like i said i like wine and i'm new to wine i've only been in the wine for you know the last year but you know, I was when I was in Napa and I was having dinner with Will, um, Will Harlan. Um, he was saying because I was talking to obviously you know saying I'm just scratching the surface of wine and et cetera, et cetera. And he said one thing that made me feel so much more comfortable and confident in myself and in wine. And he was like, "There's half a million, so five hundred thousand merchants in the world." selling selling wine and each of them have different blends different um vintages uh you know uh so so with that he was like there's millions of of wines every year so he said that i'm just thinking and he was like you know there are some masters master psalms or master of wine um that can't agree on if a wine was corked or, you know, corked or not. So once he said that, I'm just thinking like, oh, you know, one, there's that much. So obviously you can't know about, you know, millions of bottles of wine that come out every year. And then something as simple as if a bottle was corked or not, if the the best people in the world, are quote unquote, supposed to be the best people in the world in terms of sommeliers and knowing about wine, they can't agree on that, then, you know, uh, I feel a little bit more <laughs> comfortable in my own skin um and in the wine in the wine world and luckily with with wine access i've been texting vanessa and and she's been uh amazing for me i'll be shooting back and forth trying to figure out the best wines to get at different restaurants and etc so um you know it's been been good so i can't can't complain um unrelated note but i saw that you guys are playing 30 national television games that's huge yeah man this would be amazing um 
obviously that's a that's a franchise record, so that's great. And to be able to be seen with such a good team, with such a young team, such a competitive team, and an exciting team, it's is really good for our growth as a team, as an organization. And I think things will just kind of go up from here. And it's crazy to see teams like Golden State, you know, they have 30 national TV games. The Lakers have 31 national TV games. So, you know, national TV-wise and exposure-wise, we're at the top in terms of nationally televised games. We're at the top, you know, of of the league. And, you know, we're um, just as... I don't want to say just as watched, but just that have the potential to be just as watched as some of those teams or some of those organizations that had had so much tradition and so much winning and so much success and, you know, the history of their franchises. So this will be great. And I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, you always love playing national televised games. So it's going to be, this will be a fun year. No, it's, it's the best of both worlds, bro. You're on, you know, a great team, a young team and, you know, you have every bit of the spotlight and every bit of, of attention that you got so accustomed to, you know, in LA, because we've talked about it, you know, before on podcasts, but I can imagine as a player, you know, there's, there's, it's probably a little frustrating to be going out every night and doing your thing and, and, you know, averaging, not, not you, but like, just like, you know, averaging 25 a game, but still being looked at as like a small market guy or still being, you know, maybe discounted a little bit because you're not seen on national TV all the time. So I think this is a huge opportunity for you guys. I think so, most definitely, and I think the biggest example of that is is Drew, and I kind of want to uh, get away from saying he's the most underrated player because I don't want that to be the label that he has, uh, but, you know, someone who's like that, who's uh, an amazing player on both sides of the court who can impact the game in every which way, you know, he's going to be able to have so much more exposure, so, so that many more people you know, watching NBA and, and, and love the game of basketball can see him more and see how well he uh, plays and how good he is and how good he is for our organization. So I'm excited for, um, you know, you know Drew, the, this, this team in general, Zoe, Zion, B.I., you know, just go down the list. And, you know, we have one of our um, new young exciting player that's going to be on the podcast this episode oh yeah um for sure with, with jackson hayes and you know he was known i don't want to say he was known for the his dunk but you know one of his biggest highlights of this summer league was um his thunderous dunk um i think it was the the third game his first game that, that he was able to play in summer league but um you know being able to showcase um, the talent of our team and the direction, the positive direction that this franchise is going is going to be really good for us. For sure. Um, got a couple a uh, couple heart-to-heart questions to answer before we get into it. Um, Oscar19 Parkinson wants to know, what are your goals for the season? Ooh, um, I'm a team first guy, so I'm going to talk about the team goals first. Uh, you know, obviously we want to make it to the playoffs. That's something that we want to do with the West Conference is always tough and it's going to be a challenge to be one of the top eight teams in the league, obviously with how young we are. But, you know, that's obviously one of the goals for us. Uh, want to be over 500. Um, those are probably two, two of the biggest goals. We want to be the fastest team in the league in terms of pace and scoring. And we want to be one of the best defensive teams in the league. So those are some of the team goals uh, for myself. 
um, just want to improve and just want to show people that I've gotten better. And obviously it was this offseason was tough for me with really most of it just being out with my injury. But, you know, for myself, just kind of showing that, you know, I can be a playmaker. Um, I can contribute uh, on a good playoff team. I can play both ends of the court, um, can shoot the ball well. So those are kind of my goals, I guess, for I was very vague on my personal goals, if you couldn't tell. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, but, you know, those are some things we're kind of um, the team and myself are trying to accomplish this year. Love it. Uh, George May underscore wants to know, what is your favorite place to eat in New Orleans? Favorite place to eat? I don't really have one yet just because I haven't really been to that many. Uh, I'm at the Mr. B's Bistro, which was, that was really good. Um, I had some bacon-wrapped shrimp and grits, and that was crazy. Dory's Metropolitan um, is good. The Steakhouse? Dory's Metropolitan Steakhouse. Um, I think it was Revolution. That was a really good. That might have been my, my favorite one so far, Revolution. Um, and, you know, they, they, they gave me a nice little bottle of wine. Uh, so that was also very nice of them and I'm very grateful for them uh and for that for that kind gesture but Zasu is um, good too I don't know if I had that yeah we went we went after we went last year when you guys played the Pelicans remember Pops his friend owns oh, it oh yes where yes, they had the chef yes, the chef from Philly spot. it was in mid-city yes, that was a very good spot um I'm gonna have to hit that one up again but that the food in New the food we've seen in New Orleans is so good but it's gonna be tough for me because it's so heavy um, so I'm actually going to first, for the first time, I'm getting a chef down there that's going to kind of come and cook lunch and dinner for me throughout the week. So I can just kind of eat a little bit lighter, um, focus on eating healthier and just trying to, you know, maximize the, uh, ability to perform on the court as much as possible. So nice. I'm going to have some cheap days here <laughs> and there and, uh, you know, on the weekend go, and, you know, hit up some good spots around the city. But I think I'm going to try to be a little bit more disciplined um, this year with my eating habits. I think that's for the best. Next question, B Tejeda one uh, Have you guys thought of any business ventures to start in New Orleans? Uh, yeah, the answer is yes. We can't, a little bit. We can't talk about it yet. But uh, there's something that we're working on that I think you, you guys will love. Yeah, we we got we got one down that well one not down but one idea that we have in the mix so we can't really talk about that too much now. Um, obviously, hopefully that uh, everything goes well with that and then we can kind of work on that. But I guess some live podcasting down there. I think uh, there's a couple spots that are that would be really good for us, and you know we've been talking to different people so i think we're going to do some live podcasts down there and i don't know we might try to take a little uh a food tour or you know a i'm a big history guy so maybe like a history tour of new orleans or something like that but you know yeah th- there's a lot of ideas i think the the problem is trying to trim those down and really get, getting like really great um sturdy ideas yeah, for sure. Now we have we have one that we're really really excited about that we're making moves on that we'll be able to talk about soon. The live podcast for sure. Um, that's just an extension of this business venture. You know, we want to 
have you guys come out and, and meet you guys and, and have you kind of experience the, the energy that, that we have when we record firsthand and, and just make it a fun, fun gathering, bring a bunch of, you know, New Orleans sports people, maybe even some, some coaches or some front office people and just make it a day about the fans and just really kind of talk about some cool stuff. I think that'd be really fun. And then, um, there was one other, oh, and then, and then Josh, I know, so, you know, we're from LA where, or we live in LA for the time being where esports and gaming is huge. It's, you know, probably the biggest market in the world for it. Um, other markets are trying to catch up and I know New Orleans is, is trying to do a ton in the gaming space and a lot of governments and like local governments around, around the country are actually trying to incentivize, um, their cities to like start building, you know, gaming and esports stuff. So I, th I think New Orleans, from what I hear is actually looking to invest in, in a lot of gaming, Josh, I know you mentioned someone or you met someone who was on the committee to help kind of bring gaming and esports too so i think it'll be cool to kind of tap into that side of things for you oh definitely and obviously that's one of my passions and you know whoever in new orleans if you guys are um in need of a voice or you know just someone with um a different uh i, wanna, I don't want to say voice, but different look on to esports or need help with anything definitely hit me up hit up matt to get in contact with me i definitely would love to you know, have east, you know, a big esports presence down in New Orleans, and you know, it's good because it, it brings um, brings a lot of different people together who normally wouldn't be able to, or wouldn't have the chance to be brought together. It gives kids who aren't born with amazing physical abilities to have a passion and profession in something other uh, than athletics, and well, in terms of athletic, in terms of like physical stuff um no i think that's just something that hopefully uh it can kind of be big um in new orleans and i definitely want to help kind of that movement going forward i love it it should be fun i love it um i know our time is coming to an end i want to make sure that you enjoy your vacation um take us out tell us about our guests what can we expect from this episode all that yeah, so for this episode, we have Jackson Hayes, the one of the the, the center of uh, you know one of the centers of the New Orleans Pelicans from our rookie class, and you know he's an amazing guy who's very humble, who you know had a a interesting story in terms of not being at one point not being crazy or really highly touted as a high school prospect. Um, who was at the latter end of the top ESPN top 100, um, someone who had a good career in college who kind of wasn't <laughs> expected to have a good career or uh, a good impact to start off his college career, and someone who I don't, I don't think anyone really had at the beginning of the year being a lottery pick. So it's cool to hear his story and just kind of how he was overlooked and by other people, but a little bit also himself. And didn't think that he would be in the position he is now. And I think that's going to be something that's very um, interesting to hear. You know, listen to some of his goals for this upcoming season, some of the things that he wants to do. Um, you know, yeah. I think we're going to um, – he talks about being a rookie, and he trust me, he will have a lot of rookie duties this upcoming season. But <laughs> um, I think, you know, without saying trying to say too much, here's the Jackson Hayes – episode of the Lighthearted Podcast.
Welcome everybody to a, another episode of the Lighthearted Podcast. I am your host, Josh Hart. My co-host, my brother, Matt Hillman, what up? Uh, is here with us. And now we got one of, I guess, I don't think you're the newest Pelican. I guess technically, I think you'd be like the third newest, I guess, with the, with the draft. No, because it's free agency too. So, nah, well, well, one of the one of the new young Pelicans. Um, Was he a Pelican Hayes. before you were? Not nah, same time. So, I think technically he was because so my trade was so you're official. A newer pelican. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's I guess that's really true. So we'll just forget about all that stuff. So, but we got Jackson Hayes. Thank you for coming on, bro. Of Appreciate course, it. Of course. Um you were just in New Orleans, now you're in LA. Then you have rookie transition. So just kind of talk about, you know, some of your summer, what you've been up to right now, you know, post draft and just post draft, I've really just been working out. Uh went back home for a little bit. Back home to Cincinnati, uh, then went out to New Orleans. Got situated out there. Got an apartment. Uh, started getting like some spots to go to, like to eat. Uh, got my car. Then went to China with Nike uh, to do a little tour there. And then yeah, that's really it. Now back out here, just working out. That's awesome. What you, what have you been uh, thinking in New Orleans so far? How search was good and everything? Yeah, it was good. Uh, it wasn't too stressful. Just looked at a few different apartment complexes, yeah. looked at a few different rooms in each of them. Nothing too crazy. Are you bringing anyone out with you, like any boys from home? or? Is it just uh, you? My dad's going to come down with me for a nice. little bit, actually, because he is in the middle of transitioning to his new job So with the XFL. Oh, he's with the XFL? Yeah, he's, with, he's the head coach and GM of the St. Louis team. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was he... What was he doing before? Was he, he was uh assistant coach with the Bengals. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You ain't you ain't know his dad was a a tight end. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a tight, tight end in the league. league. That's dope. Yeah, man. What is I mean, what is the XFL like? I mean, uh, obviously it's shoot. extreme. <laughs> yeah. I <haven't, laughs> uh I think they actually start spring of 2020, so he's just trying to set up the whole team and everything. Yeah. He's just getting a bunch of like his old coaching friends. That kind of retired, like he has people like Bob Stoops coming from Oklahoma, uh, Chuck Long, people like that. So That's his dope. brother's helping him too, my uncle. Yeah. Rookie transition. Rookie transition is always good, but it's just, I think it's like three, is it three days, four days? It's like three or I'm four days. I'm from the 9th through the 15th, but I have oh. to do the Panini shoot before also. Okay. So, so That's for be like two for, days. Oh yeah, you're going to be there for way too long, bro. Yeah. Where is that, New York? New Jersey. Jersey. New Jersey. Jersey. It's like in a random place in Jersey. You can't have any visitors. No visitors. Can't leave. That can't security at the door. Security at the door. It's, it's really basically locked down. And, it, and it's good. Um, some of the stuff is common sense, but some of the stuff is, uh, is pretty good. But it's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time, especially for the guys that's going for the Panini shoot before that. It's like seven, eight days of yeah. just lockdown do you get the hoop or is it just like no no it's literally you, just can't, all, you can't even leave the hotel yeah, That's crazy. yeah. literally just all off course stuff all it's you know they talk about you know certain situations um you know money wise how to be you know responsible with your money it's, it's really just everything off the course it's really just nothing on the court yeah. they don't talk about basketball they just talk about you know kind of how to um build your brand and how to you know be safe and be careful with you know people around you whether that's yeah. Financial people, you know, old friends, you know, girls, you know, it's, it's just everything. So Does the PA put it on or the league? I think it's technically the league. The league. I think it's the league, yeah, yeah, because I think 
you have to go like every rookie has to go so mm-hmm. it's either you go now but if you were a say you sign like middle of the year and you're a rookie then you have to go to next year wow so i think it's mandatory and i think i want to say if you skip it you have to go you gotta you, you gotta, gotta go, go to next, next year, year. Yeah. and i think you get fined if you skip it too yeah. that's crazy it's so, probably good bonding with your draft class though right if you're just chilling with the same people for a week straight oh that's how i got cool with donovan like well i was already cool with donovan before that's how i really got cool with donovan um john collins jordan bell we literally i forgot who but i think with donovan brought his xbox or his ps4 or whatever it was and all like literally all we did we went to our meetings came back and we literally played like wwe and like we just played that literally like the whole time and it was and it was like fun because it was like our childhood so we just you know sitting there talking shit playing so yeah. it was yeah it's cool but it's just bro it's a long time yeah it's because you have meetings throughout the day it's like it's all day it's all day bro it's like nine you have like breakfast or whatever then you have um meetings and etc to like 12 you have lunch then you have like an hour maybe two to like go back nap and then you got stuff to like six or something like that and then you just do nothing from like six or seven till night that's crazy I want to hear about uh, a China though. I know you mentioned you went to China. Yeah. Obviously, it's crazy over there. They love their basketball. Yeah. Had you had you been abroad before? Uh, I've been to Italy before in Germany, but that was my first time in Asia. Is China uh, just different? China is just completely different. Like just the way they live, just the cities. Like all the cities are different. It's like as soon as you get there, you see a bunch of apartment buildings. Like they go up at least like seventy floors, and they're everywhere too. And there's there's so many people everywhere, but like. Uh, it's it's just a whole different way of life over there. It's crazy. What'd you do? Uh, we were there with Nike, so we went to Nike headquarters in Shanghai and did like a little camp with uh, these local high school teams, like the elite high school teams yeah. there. And then um, we were in the Yao Ming charity game, so doing a bunch of stuff with that, like banquets. Uh, we went to like an elementary school with a bunch of little kids, helped them out, and then... Yeah, we played the game against a Chinese national team. That's dope. Yeah. You were going to go in October, Josh. You haven't been yet, right? I have not been yet. I was going to go when I was, gonna, when I was a, a Laker. <laughs> that was going to be my first time in China. But, um, yeah, no, I haven't gone. Who was, who was it? It was Malik Monk, KCP, well, Contavious Carter, Pope, yeah. you. Uh, well, was Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. Uh, I can't think right now. There was, there was Didn't Kuz go or is that a different trip? No, no it, different it was trip. me, Malik. KCP, Bruce Brown, uh, Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal, okay. Yeah, and then we had a few other guys too. Yeah, I was about to say, cause I'm, I'm literally, because the only reason I'm why I know. Blank right now. Yeah, the only reason why I know this is literally, cause I follow him mm-hmm. on IG and KCP on IG. So I was like, just like, saw a couple of, and Royce. I'm just like, oh man, they over there chilling in China. It must be yeah. uh, cool. How long, like, we, how long were they over there for? We were there for like a week. Yeah, about a week. The time difference was awful. Though. I was about to say, I was I'd be up like all day. I sleep during the middle of the day, like when we got our off time, and then at night I like sleep for like two hours, like a nap, pretty much, That's and crazy. wake up at like two in the morning. Oh man! And then I just go play the game because I there's nothing else to do. I don't want to go walk around and get in trouble out there. <laughs> nah. Yeah, you don't want to be one of the people getting in trouble out yeah, there. Get locked up over there. Yeah, yeah. about to say there, there's a there's you don't want to get locked up or in trouble in like in, gen- general, in general, right, but. Yeah. Like if there's one yeah. place in the world you don't want to get locked up in, China. it's China because uh, I don't know if you'll be back for your <laughs> for your rookie year, young fella. So maybe that's a that's a good thing. But um, 
I guess let's kind of talk about your entire, like you said, you were born in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. went to, uh, grew up in Cincinnati. Your dad played for the Bengals. Nah, is, he played, no, he coached I mean, for the Bengals. Coached coach for the Bengals. Yeah. Played, but he was, a, he was a tight end of the league. Yeah. Was, he, um, was he playing at all while you were uh, while you were alive? Or mm-hmm. Was he done by then? He was done by the time I was born. Okay. Uh, he was coaching at Oklahoma when I was okay. born. Mm-hmm. No. So kind of just talk about your upbringing um, in Cincinnati and just kind of, you know, give people a, a look into the little Jackson Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I always grew up wanting to play football, actually. Like, I always played football until, like, my junior year of high school. That's when I got too tall for it. And um, always around it, always at the facility with my dad. I go spend the summers with him at training camp. Mm-hmm. So I go stay. They get me, like, my own room at training camp. I'd be a ball boy over there. And, yeah, just always being around it. I felt like I always wanted to be that. So that's what helped me so much. What position did, what did you play when you were younger? I played receiver always. So yeah. all throughout my young childhood, all throughout high school, I played receiver. So it was just like, just throw it up. Oh, no, because well, you, were, you weren't as, he wasn't as tall. Because no, you had a big right? road spurt. I was yeah. still tall, but like, I was still tall for my grade, but yeah. like, I was like only like an inch taller than everybody okay. else. So it wasn't just yeah. like the 6'11 Jackson Hayes, throw it <laughs> yeah. up and you just, all right. That'd be not even fair. No, it, it wouldn't be. So we had a Donovan Mitchell on the podcast, and his, his dad was player relations for the Mets, and he grew up around like professionals mm-hmm. and just grew up kind of like seeing that like structure. You feel like growing up around like athletes and professional sports helped you now? Oh, most definitely because, uh, I mean, I've seen cases with guys, like, where they make mistakes, they fuck up, ruin their careers. And then I've seen cases of guys that where they take care of their money and they are able to retire and not have to do anything. So, like, seeing that, like, shows me all the different ways I can go with this and, like, just being around that you want to be like that. Yeah. Like, you want to be that when you grow up. So I feel like that helped. Like, I saw the work ethic I needed. I saw how often I needed to be in the gym, working, getting better. I needed to see, like, what to do when like guys didn't play, like I got like my dad tell me what they do, and so yeah. Yeah, and was he obviously he was very close to the game of football. Mm-hmm. Did he kind of was he like yo Jackson, you got to play football, or was he was he allowing you to just try whatever you wanted to? Mm-mm. Uh, well, my mom played college basketball too, so she like I mean she's big basketball, and she was a college coach as well. So uh, really, my parents just let me choose whatever I wanted to play, like. Uh, I mean, when it was football season, I played football, basketball, I go to basketball, and then the, in the spring and summer, I always play lacrosse, just because like that's what my cross. cousins played. Yeah, I always wanted to be like my cousin, so I go play that. And yeah, Are you good in lacrosse or you just? I was really good. Really? Yeah, lacrosse fun. Lacrosse is fun. Lacrosse is fun. If you just add, he was just good. So you were three, he four. Just, he, he smiled. Like, He's like, yeah, I was good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was good. So that was either like. I was really trash, but I'm gonna say I'm good because we on the podcast. Or it was like, nah, nah I was I was yeah. nice with yeah. it. I was on like the Ohio national team. Like I, I went to nationals every year. Wow, we the area that we grew up in nice. together in uh, Maryland is like really strong with lacrosse. Like we had yeah. a lot of like nationally ranked teams, like boys Latin and like Landon, and they're always in the top five nationally. And all the the coaches, shout out Bass, he went to Landon. The coaches would always like try and the lacrosse coaches would always try and get basketball players to, to play, play lacrosse, and they would always say it's really similar, like the mm-hmm. sets and like it really is the movements. Like you set screens and stuff, like you'll run plays, like you'll run behind, do stuff like that. Like cutting, you do a lot of cutting in lacrosse yeah. also. It's actually really similar than that. It helps the hand-eye coordination crazy. Really? I feel like that helps a lot more than any other sport because, I mean, it's a smaller ball. Yeah. And, like, you got to catch in lacrosse sticks, so you got to move the stick. Mm-hmm. You got to keep it in there when you're running down the court. I mean, I, I or went, when you're running down the field, my bad. I went to... The I actually went to the NCAA National Championship uh, of lacrosse 
With my junior and senior year, they played at uh, the Philly. Ravens Stadium, right? Yeah, no, nah, it was in Philly. Oh, it was in, Philly. in um, it was uh, what's Luke? What's what are the Lincoln Financial Field? Mm-hmm. I think it is in Philly. So um, they played there, and the only reason why I went is because one of the one of the guys in Maryland I was cool with, Colin Heacock, uh, played for Maryland, and Maryland was in it. They played. Yeah. I think the They're one they won. I think they played like UNC. It was like my senior year. But it was, I mean, it's, to go to the games, like, it's actually, like, it's crazy. Like, it was, I'm not going to say one of the best is because, you know, but it's, I think it's kind of more underrated because it was actually, it was actually really lit. Especially, I mean, Mm. obviously it's the the national championship, so I guess it's the biggest game of the year, but. Well, it's still, it's still regional, right? Like, it's huge on the East Coast. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's really big on the East Coast and, like, kind of Midwest. It's starting to get a lot bigger in, but not really out here, like, in the West, like, West Coast. Yeah. You'd think because the warm weather would be it'd be bigger out here. Yeah, but it's big in Colorado. It's really big in Colorado too. Yeah, I think Denver was Denver, Denver was always yeah. Denver's good always good. Yeah, yeah. There was I remember like there's always like big youth tournaments in like Vale and stuff. Yeah, and I remember like if you're not from there and you go play there, everyone's like you feel the altitude like yeah. especially because you're playing outside. Like that, that, I used to I used to always go there and play because uh, that's where we have our tournaments when I was younger. There it always be like there in like South Carolina, and whenever we played there, I'd always be like. We always just get killed by the Colorado teams because, yeah. like, they just be so conditioned compared to us. That's crazy. I hate playing in Denver. When did you get too tall to play lacrosse? I stopped. <laughs> uh, I I never really got. I guess I never outgrew the sport. I just kind of stopped when I got to high school because I just wanted to focus on football and basketball. What was like your big your big growth spurt though? Uh, really, just all throughout high school. I came in at five eleven my freshman year when I, when I started football, and then by like the end of my freshman year, I was about like six three. And then I came in, like, beginning of the school year next year, about 6'4", left about, like, 6'5", and then came in my junior 6'5", and then by the end, I was about 6'9". That's crazy. And then my senior year, I was about 6'10", 6'11". Nah, happy I would have been if I had a growth spurt like that. I think I had, like, a little growth spurt. I was, like, 5'10". I grew I grew to, like, 6'3", like, like 6'3", 6'4", in, in high school. But if you told me... I was gonna grow. I was to grow to six eleven. Shit, I'll probably be getting. I would have got way more buckets than I had now. <laughs> did it like? Did it hurt? Did you feel it in like your knees and your back, or was it like steady? So it wasn't that bad. It was pretty steady, yeah. but like there was points like where like like during my junior year it was bad. That's when I was growing the most, and I remember I did like wear a back brace because my back was hurting so bad. Like it was so me- like my back was messed up, and then my knees never like I always had Oshkin sliders as a kid. <laughs> I hate that I had it too. It was yeah. bad. It just, I, well, I tell you, that's probably one of the worst pains I feel, especially Bro, if you get hit in it. If you got hit, I would always get hit in football, and I'd oh, like. Yeah. So, what made you just say, you know what? Was it the height made you say, you know what? I'm gonna just focus on basketball, or is it just kind of like, you know, I, I I love it a little bit more. Um, after my junior year, I was like thinking about it, and I was like, I really do like basketball more now, and I was also just kind of too tall. I was like. I wanted to just focus on basketball my senior year. And then I also got my first offer in basketball around then. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to just play. Who was your first offer from? Middle Tennessee State. Okay. Coach uh, Kermit Davis. Nice. Who was your first offer? Wasn't it like VCU or something? I, I think was it was Paul. I, I did get off him with Coach Smart. I took a visit uh, at VCU, uh, or a visit to VCU when he was there. Mm-hmm. He was like the man on campus. Yeah, right? he so, yeah, he was. He was the He's man. Still the man on campus at Texas. They really? love him, even though like people be bashing him. They still love him though on campus. Bro, I tell you, he was, the, and like I'm not sure. I don't know. You, you can talk to you about it maybe, 
but at least when I was there, when I was like, he would be in the drills. I don't mm-hmm. know if he still does it, but he he was like in the drill, diving on the floor, doing all that. And I was like, ah, he a little too wild. Nah, he he he'd hop in some of the ball handling drills, but that's that's really it. Okay, so he ain't do all the yeah. diving. No, ah, he was like, you know, I'm getting a little older. I, I can't be doing that no more. Maybe he just did it when recruits were on campus. Nah, but he still always has <laughs> nah, that maybe. that intensity. He always has that intensity. Yeah, though. that's the one thing I always yeah. loved about him. He was yeah, always he just always, that. I mean, when he first did. burst onto the scene with that Final Four run, that was like, mm-hmm. it was uh, it was crazy. He won the whole country over. Yeah, he did. He really yeah. did. He really did. Yeah. What made you want to go to Texas? Him. Him. him, yeah, him, yeah, him, and just the school. Just like I went on my visit down there, and I fell in love with it down there. As soon as I stepped on campus, I was like, I know this is where I'm gonna go. Yeah, like that was my first official. I still took, uh, I took another one after that to Xavier, and but like after after that Texas official, I was like, no, nah, I'm going here. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, so was, was it really just? Before you made that uh, commitment, it was just between Xavier and Texas or? In uh, Kentucky. I was actually getting ready. I was setting up my Kentucky visit during that time. And what made you do, You and just, then, you know what, I got to, you I know, just knew. it just felt right. Yeah, it just felt right. Man. Austin's dope too. It's a great Austin's city. a great city. Great city. Loved it there. Um, obviously, you you guys were both like highly recruited, but you weren't necessarily like, you know, five-star recruits or like all Amer- McDonald's, all Americans or anything like that. Did that, did you come in with a chip on your shoulder, you think? A little bit. Uh, I felt like, I mean, I was like, this, I think I was the lowest ranked player in a recruiting class uh, when we came in. And I was like, you know what? These dudes don't know where I'm coming from. All these dudes was high, five-star dudes. And I was mm-hmm. like, they don't know what I've been through. Like, I sat out, like, I was on the freshman B team my freshman year of high school. I I forgot to say that earlier. I was on the freshman yeah, B team in basketball. Crazy. JV year, sophomore year, I was on JV. And then junior, I only played like 10 minutes a game. So I was coming in. I was so like, you really worked your way up. Yeah. It's the same to, thing with Markel Fultz. Yeah. Like the Oladipo was like that too. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like every every time you have someone like that who you face a little bit more adversity coming in because like you said, you weren't the most highly recruited. You know, you were still top 100, but you weren't, yeah. you know, you, you weren't, weren't the man. You, you weren't know? number 20. Ex- number exactly. 10. So it, it's, it's a totally different feel. And people say, oh, they don't get di- treated different. They still, you know, if you were top 15, you know, you like, you know, your swag's a little different. You get treated a little bit yeah. better, you know. But, you know, I feel like everyone that kind of has that always just kind of has like that little dog in them or like mm-hmm. that kind of like chip on your shoulder. That's like, okay, you know, I got to go out here and prove myself every time I go on the court. It's yeah. not, you yeah. know, things ain't just given to you. And I yeah. think that's the biggest I think especially thing. too, if you keep working, like you're going to pick your head up and be like really excited with where you yeah. are. I remember we like, we were, Josh and I were sitting at this table, like probably about a month ago, running through the the entire tw- uh, class of 2013, like rivals list or ESPN list, and like looking at a lot of the people that were ahead of you who like literally aren't in the league anymore. Oh yeah, like, we do that all the time. <laughs> we always go back and we look at those. Do. No, it's crazy. We're like, dang, look at this dude. He was there. Like, like here's something crazy. We always did, we always talk about this at Texas because um, you know who John Lucas is. Yeah. Yeah. So his son Jay Lucas uh, is one of our coaches at Texas. John Lucas talks so much trash too. <laughs> so much trash. I've never I've met him, but I've never worked out or anything with him. When, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Did he say he was the he was the number one overall pick when you met him when you first met him or not? Nah? Mm. Okay. So you you got lucky. He is. He, he's gonna. He was the number one pick. He and he'll let you know if you ever start talking trash. He's gonna let you know. Yeah, but uh, so Jay, uh, one of our coaches, he was like top ten in the country when he was in high school. He was above James Harden, Blake Griffin, 
all of them. So we always go back and look at that. <laughs> what was we'll said on the screenshots? That's crazy. You remember J. Uh, Michael Reese? Who? You don't remember him? J. Michael J. Reese. J. Michael Reese. No, he was who from Texas. That? He was like the number one player, like in J. Michael Reese in like sixth or seventh grade. He was up there with like. You remember like Justin Jennifer? They were like writing articles yeah, calling him like the oh, next, yeah. the next like Lamont. Justin, that was my that was my little guy, Justin Jennifer. Yeah, bro. J. Bro. Michael Reese. He went to North Texas. He was. They said he was the second coming of like LeBron in like sixth grade. Bro, there's. I mean, there's so much bullshit that goes into the rankings. So like, it just yeah, it just it doesn't really. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But like when you when you're at that age, bro, that's you literally think it matters. yeah, that's all yeah. that matters. And like, like I always check the ESPN rankings, see if I got ranked higher after man, like every what? AU game. I was like. Look at I'm, I'm like I remember when I first got saw I saw my name on ESPN I was so happy mm-hmm. I was like look, I'm on ESPN right now like you but like, that stuff don't matter it, it does not at it all. don't matter because I, I mean that's why you see so many people there just don't pan out yeah and, and that's I'm not trying to say it's a knock to them but I mean you put you know some of these dudes at pedestal especially now with with social media you have so many people like Seventh Woods was supposed to be like the Dog, run, yeah. you know, like I used to think he was a goat. Yeah, like you thought. I, I thought he would be a number one pick. Like I thought he was like, oh, he might be a. Obviously, you know, there was the rule you had to go to college, but yeah. it was like, yo, he, he definitely gonna be a one and done. He probably go to straight out of high school if he really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But like now he's, you know, playing at UNC, but he's not. You know, the the hype wasn't yeah. as much as what it was before. But yeah. I mean, you can't tell kids then because I was I was doing the same yeah. thing. I was looking at like. The Capital Hoops, that's like the the website yeah. in the DMV is Capital, like mm-hmm. the big thing, Capital Hoops. I used to look on Capital Hoops like every two, like every every week, really, and just seeing if they update their ranking. I'm like, yo, I know I'm better than this dude. I know I'm better than this dude. <laughs> that's the same thing I always do. I'd be sitting in class on the computer. Just yeah, I'd be, but I literally had, I used to, no one knows this, besides, besides my girlfriend, and she always, she always talks about it. I literally had, uh, I want to say it was Slam Magazine. I think it was Slam Magazine when I was at Sidwell. They, uh, Sidwell always had Slam Magazine delivered or whatever. So I like look at it and I was sick because, and it was like the DC edition. Mm-hmm. So like, it was like Nate Britt on the cover. Um, and he went to, um, I know that name. UNC. Yeah, yeah, yeah went to right. UNC. But he was, he came out of DC. You know, it was Chris Jenkins and myself, all like the same year. So like he he was on the cover for it, bro. I was so sick. I'm just looking like, bro, I'm better than Nate, bro. I literally took a picture of that. I literally I had it for like that whole year. That was like my screensaver. And like my girlfriend don't let me live it down. But bro, I was looking at the rankings every day. Like, yo, my like I gotta get some type of love, man. I'm I'm over here killing. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking the exact That's same exactly thing. What it's it hard is, not bro. to do because there was also like not very much regulation. Like I remember there's one dude that I used to play against in AU. His name was Michael Avery. I don't know if you guys remember. He committed to Kentucky as an eighth grader. Jesus. For Billy Gillespie. Yeah, it was crazy. And it was just the most wild thing ever. And I don't even know where he ended up. But like, and then one dude who was like really, really, really hyped from the time he was like 11 and someone who was actually like living up to it is like Alonzo Trier. I don't know if you remember how much hype he got as like a sixth grader. Oh, yeah. He no, was. no, I Bro, it was crazy. No, I do remember that. It was really? crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a bucket. I used to hate all the people that wrote the rank- rankings. Same. I used to, hate, like, who, who was like the big. High school dudes, Evan like, Daniels, Evan Daniels, Daniels the Andy Cash, Mike Smith, Mike Smiths. I, I used to, I literally used to hate all those guys. I, did, I mean, every time I saw them, I was like, "Hey, you know how you guys doing?" Uh, you know, try to get a, you know, extra like a couple cool points. So hopefully, I can go up with two, one or two <laughs> ratings. But like, bro, I used, I used to walk away like, 
Uh, fuck down there. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's this other dude uh, named Clark Francis who had this thing called the Hoop Scoop. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to tell these kids now, though, that it doesn't mean anything because then you can't, you can't, especially with social media. The same thing, yeah, exactly. And like you have so That's many part of just growing up, though. Yeah, it's, it's part of growing up being a hooper. It's a part of, and it's funny because you know, when, when I have a kid, I hope like. I'm not gonna let him have a like IG till he's like 14, 15, bro. Like I'm not like because as kids, especially like now with just like I said, so much social media, it's so hard to tell. I don't know, let's say Zion for an example. Obviously he's 18, but like the stuff he was doing when he was younger, like he was coming into Duke with a million, fo- a million, a million followers, Instagram like. followers, and like luckily he, you know, he didn't. He still had the work ethic, so he was yeah. able to just keep getting better. And he had a great year at Duke, but you know, some kids have that. They come in and it's like, you know, when they're younger, it's like oh, I got, they, I got I clout, got, yeah, I got clout. Like, I, I, Kid, I like that's that. I've been, I've been seeing that on Instagram. Like seventh grade kids, like these seventh grade kids already getting verified. I'm like, yeah. these kids in seventh grade, how you know they going live up to that height? You just giving them extra clout, like giving them bigger head. Exactly, and it's like. You can tell a kid at, at 15, it's like, nah, man, you got to, you know, you got to be love ahead. You got to chill out. But it's like, they, they going to listen. Oh, yeah, nah, I feel you. Right when that happens, go right back on Twitter. Like, I mean, go yeah. back on Instagram. They popping. So it's like, I, I swear to God, I'm not going to let my kids have social media yeah. till they. I mean, they're starting, like, they're starting whole, mo- high school. whole yeah. movements yeah. off it. Like, Jelly Fam, for example. Like, yeah. he could never play another competitive game of basketball in his life and still be good off that. Yeah, exactly. Off what he's created. I want to talk about Summer League, though, because obviously, you know, like you said, you were drafted eighth, so everyone saw that, and they kind of knew who you were, but for the people who maybe didn't watch as much Big 12 basketball or um, didn't really know too much about you before Summer League, you were kind of like a, a walking highlight. Like, you yeah. you had a really, really good Summer League. What did yeah. what did that kind of, you know, mean for you going into your first, your first season? I feel like that definitely helped uh, just make a name for myself. I mean, I felt like people low-key kind of forgot I was the eighth overall pick. Like, yeah. they're coming in thinking I'm like, Second round pick. Yeah, so it was, was the like, same for you too because you're coming in with with Zoe, you know, mm-hmm. and all the hype yeah. was around Zoe. Exactly. You were coming in with Zion. Coming in with Zion. Zion. Zion's hype was way bigger yeah. too. Like, yeah. like people game. be forgetting they're like, oh yeah, you are the other guy they drafted. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you, you the afterthought. Yeah, the big thing obviously was the dunk. You know, like that. Yeah. That was it. I'm not gonna lie. I I don't even know if I got the, the pass screen. Was great too. Oh no, the yeah, no, the kill killed good pass. He threw a dime. I don't like. I want. I don't know if I did. I, I gotta see. But I swear, I, after that happened, I like went like cause I was following. You, I went to your profile. I, I'm, I gotta see. I, I think I might have screenshotted it. I, honestly, I was just. I'm be so. I be like curious. Mm-hmm. I'm just like oh, cause I know like obviously it was a it was a wild dunk. So I'm just like, I know he's getting. He's gonna get crazy love after oh this because gosh, when crazy. when I won when I played summer league my second year and I won like the, won the MVP. MVP Bro, like that span, I swear, I got like 200,000 followers from like that Summer League alone. So I literally screenshotted it because I'm just like, yo, he's about to. dead. Everybody's watching yeah, Summer League. So, so I was yeah. like, yo, his shit about to blow up. And I think like literally th- from there and obviously you had. Like by good, the end of the game, uh, my Instagram followers went up like 50,000. Yeah, exactly. I was at like, I was at like 30-something thousand before. I, I'm pretty sure I'm like 36, I'm like mm-hmm. that. I get on my phone, check Instagram. I see it's like 95K. I was like, dang. Yeah. It's crazy. Obviously, the dunk was good, but you're just yeah. like playing how you play. basketball. You know? Yeah. Just hooping. And the, the, there was, there was a block too, right? 
Yeah, was, yeah it was a block. The, blo- the block that you, you had My with elbow. the elbow. It was like literally after that game, I had a couple of people call me. I'm like, yo, your man's going to be good. And like it, dudes in the league, not just random yeah, people. Like and centers it, in the league. Exactly. And it's like, and it was, it was funny because they were like, a couple of them were like, it wasn't even the highlights. It was just like, you're, you're, you have a really good feel mm-hmm. for the game. Like, did you get that? Did you just kind of always have it? Or did you get it at Texas? Or was it just kind of, you know, just gradual, you know, just took pieces from each place? I feel like I've always kind of had it. Like, I mean, like I said, when I was younger, I was short. Like, mm-hmm. my freshman year, I played point guard. Yeah. Uh, sophomore, I was like a stretch three. And then my junior is my first year playing big. So, I mean, I feel like that definitely helped. And just, like, I've kind of always had that, mm-hmm. like, flow to, the, flow to my game. Like, I run like a guard. I jump like a guard. Like, I go off one foot. Mm-hmm. I'd, like, yeah. Nah, because the first, the first time I saw you work out, it was it was in Vegas because I oh, yeah. cause me, me me and you were in the yeah. same boat because like we could um we couldn't even yeah we like yeah. they couldn't pra- like they couldn't, pra- like, they couldn't pra- practice they didn't miss, they didn't play the first game we, it was me and Nikhil I was and Didi practice wasn't I nah uh, you were at the practice when we first I saw met, the, I saw then, the one with the the next day I think you yeah. worked out but did you you didn't play the second game right or do you did, nah, nah played, you couldn't uh, play the first my game. first game was the third game yeah because so the next day no I was talking to I forgot who I was talking to from the Pelicans. I wanted to go get some shots up, and they were like, "Yo, a young guy are coming in because they can't, you know, do stuff with the team." And like that was like immediately when I was, uh, I kind of saw an like swing cash. Yeah. She came and sat down. We were we were chopping up, and but it was just like I said, your feel for the game, but just kind of like how you moved. It was just it was actually kind of crazy just seeing how big you are, how well you move for for a big and your touch around the rim, um, and your ability to just kind of go get the ball, which is actually really good. And yeah. I mean. Probably helped being a guard for so long. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely did. Yeah, what um, what are like th- some early thoughts? I know it's only summer league, but like, what are some thoughts around the offense and how you feel like it complements your your style of play and all that? Because I know Josh, you were like, as soon as you that first practice, I remember you looked at me. You're like, yo, this is gonna be so fun. Like they just yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely like I just love the flow of the game, the NBA game. Like the the court feels so much more spaced out, so much bigger. Yeah. It feels like. And just people move now, like they mm-hmm. they push the ball, which helps me. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, like I'm a big who can move, so I just like run the floor, uh, which is just nice for me. And I just like the whole flow. I feel like that helps me a lot. It's funny because so obviously, so Bi, you know, use like we ha- we have so many new young pieces. Um, I think it was in one of the games I watched. I wasn't there in summer league, and Dave Griff was talking. I was like, yeah, you know. Going, it was like it was going to be like a, a really good like year for you to really learn and grow because you know because there wasn't like a crazy amount of expectation put on you yeah. just because it was like okay we have a young team and even Zion we, no one's putting much expectation on him right now because yeah. it's like you know we want you guys to really be good in the be, future yeah yeah be good in the future it's not about going out there obviously we want to win now and compete but you got we want you guys to learn the game and and do all that but it was funny because I think in the interview he was talking about. Oh yeah, you know he was gonna you know play some, but you know we see how things goes. And then it was just summer league was so good. It's like ah, right, he's kind of making it. <laughs> he literally says like he's making it difficult to just kind of kind of do that. And that's why I feel like it's gonna be really good for you in terms of I said being able to run the floor because obviously AG just wants to push the pace and do all yeah run 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 run. But that's, he was, that's all he was saying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll 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 say a couple words, but the one you hear most often is run. But with having Drew, because Drew is obviously is an amazing guard. 
but had AD for yeah. what six or seven years, whatever, however many years they they played together. But like you guys have similar in, in terms of being able to you know long, lanky, um, athletic bigs, but you can you can move, be able to you know throw the ball up, um, score out of a pick and roll, finish well. So it's like you have that, but then you add Zoe into it, who. So, like, Great passer. Yeah, like fast. People man. are gonna realize, like, he, especially in, um, this you know when we scrimmaged, uh, our rookie year, definitely in L.A. And he'll get the ball, like he'll just like he'll throw it, he, like, and he, he's not scared to get turnovers. That's probably one thing why he's his Ike, you know, his like court vision is so good because at the end he'll just throw this shit and mm. just be like yo go get yeah. go get it, but um. You have like two really good, really gifted passers. Obviously, like I said, Drew played with AD, so he knows how to play like that. But then you have Zoe, who loves to just push the pace and to just run. So I feel like you're like you're probably one of the guys that are going to benefit the most out of having Drew and Zoe on the team, just because of how you play and how well that goes together. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. As basketball players, what you hate to do is to be put on a leash uh, yeah. because you can't you can't play how you normally play. And I've, I've said it several times, you know, for for me, you know, it's like, you know, you can have you can have a junkyard dog. I, I always want to consider myself a junkyard dog. I go out there, I do whatever it takes to win. You know, I don't care who gets the credit. You know, it is what it is. I just go out there and I want to hoop. But it's like, what's the point of having a junkyard dog if you put him on a leash? So it's like. It doesn't matter. He can, he can have the most vicious dog. You know, like we got two dogs. You know, we like they can be the two most vicious dogs in the world. If someone breaks in and they just so no, yeah they, yeah they, they, they sitting down shit. in the leash or locked in the room, there ain't nothing they can do about it. So that like that's how you gotta look at basketball players. It's like yeah, you got guys that can go, guys that can hoop, but it's like. You can't put them on a leash because you take that aggressiveness away, and that's why I feel like now in New Orleans, there's that leash is gone for for Zoe. That leash is gone for myself for Bi, and that's good for you guys because you guys are coming in to a situation that's fresh, that's new, and you guys don't have to worry about that. So now you guys can just focus on hooping. You, you see all the off the court stuff. Your agencies take care of it. You know the teams help do the best at. Um, make sure all you have to do is show up to practice, get better, and hoop. And you, you know, I think New Orleans is a, an amazing spot to do that. Yeah, that was a great analogy, a junkyard dog analogy. Hey, you know, that's what I, that's what I'd expect from a vet like yourself. Yeah, I'm. That, we were just talking about that. It was literally, I think I'm the, am I the fifth Otis or the sixth Otis on the team? Because we, I maybe mean, we had JJ, JJ Drew, Derek. Um, Darius and Etwan. Yeah, Etwan. Yeah. Older than Ja. Older than Ja. Um, I'm older than Ja. I'm older than Frank. I'm older than Ja. Older than Bi. Older than Bi. Bi's. 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 He's been in the league what about to be four years. Bi's only like 21, bro. Like Bi. is young. People so don't realize young. how young Bi is. It's so crazy. Um, Bi, Zoe, Nikhil. Yeah, like. Yeah. We always like joke around because obviously nothing against one and done. Like if it's right for you, you got to do it. But he was like in the league for four years, so he, you entered at twenty three, twenty two. Yeah, yeah 20, so twenty two. It's, it's just so funny, like that you're like you're a vet, like you really are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
what and you're uh, still a big ass kid oh yeah i'm a big ass kid i don't care uh, that's, that's what i said too yeah i was like i'm a kid i'm gonna embrace it i'm 19 years exactly. old exactly because when I'm when I'm 40 years old and I'm looking, I'm like, dang, I wish I was able, like, yeah. I wish I was just like did this. I wish I was like, I wish I was younger. So I'm gonna have fun while I do it. But uh, yeah, I think going in my third, I'll be my this is gonna be my third year. So I think I have a, a little bit more leave. You know, I, I can I can start you know having having rooks do stuff now. <laughs> so I think that's gonna be fun fun for me. Like, I think me and Zion are gonna live close. All right, I'm I'm gonna let him know. But yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> To plane rides, I'm gonna need to practice. I'm gonna need rides. I'm gonna do all that stuff. I know Jackson's in uh Jackson living in the city, so there's actually a nice juice spot. You yeah, live as far away from Josh as you can. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right because we gonna meet each other. We gonna so I'm a, there's a, there's actually a good little juice spot downtown. So what, what's it called? I think it's called like Main Main Leaf. Have or, you been to District Donuts yet? No, Main Street. No, I haven't. Is District Donuts is fire. Go there and get like that. the little chicken sandwiches. Okay. Oh no. my gosh. So I, I won't even no, go there. That's the, best, a, that's the best food I've had since I've been down there. You shouldn't have said that. I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to just have you bring it. So it's going to be all good. You know, you might have to. <laughs> and I, it's, it's, it's hilarious because like, that's why I'm like, I'm like naming the guys that I'm, that's older than me. And I'm just like saying them like, I just, you know, I just, I didn't want there to be that many people older than me just because like, then I then I could be like the one of the yeah. older guys, and I can I got to like a little bit more pool. Did you have to do a lot of shit as a rook? Because you kind of came into a young a young. I team. got yeah, I got lucky, bro. Because yeah, I didn't, you were old, yeah. and you came in <laughs> with so. <laughs> nah, the only thing that pissed me off, bro, because we didn't like we had we had Luau Dang, Corey Brewer, um, Brooke Lopez. Yeah, you guys uh, had an old team. Nah, that was literally like well, those oh, three are old as yeah, old as dirt, yeah. but. Um, besides that, it was mostly like young guys. So I was like one of the, one of the older guys I was, and we had Larry too and JC. So I was like the, like the fifth oldest on the team. So as a rookie, I know, but, um, (laughs) the only thing that pissed me off about, because we got it, like we got off easy. It wasn't really much stuff to do. Like you're have to, um, get food for the plane, do stuff like maybe give rides every now and then. Um, someone needs something they're like a flight in an hour like yo you run the best buy you know get some headphones or whatever and come back so it was just stuff like that but the only thing that pissed me off was B.I. was sitting there like rooking me bro like B.I. <laughs> was yes B.I. was ha- was like yo I, you know I need like a couple jackets I remember in Cleveland bro he's like yo I, I, I need a jacket for tonight I was so sick bro because I was on the phone I was FaceTime with Donovan um, when I was in like the little mall because we stayed, you know, we stayed at the Ritz yeah. and they have like that like weak mall that's right. Nah, yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about because I, I used to go out there as a kid and exactly. go stay out there. So I was, he, he told me like the, the day before, the, the morning of the game was like, yo, I need, a, I need a, a jacket for tonight. So I'm like, all right, man. So I'm literally like out in that little like weak ass mall shopping for BI. BI is like, B.I. was 19 at the time. I'm 22 years old. I'm FaceTiming Donovan, <laughs> and Donovan's laughing at me, bro. Like, <laughs> like, dog, he's two years younger than you, and you sitting here, like, going shopping for him, rooking. And I was just saying, I was so sick, bro. I, 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 I knocked on the door. I wanted to just throw the, like, throw the joint at him and just, and just walk away because I was heated. But that was the only thing that made, like, because we, we got off easy. But that was yeah. the only thing that pissed me off, bro. That's so But funny. that's my guy. But it's like, you do that, 
because you know one is just kind of like initiation into the league kind of yeah. type thing but like we guys you know guys always get taken care of like you might have to go um get shake shack for the plane route and you know it, it'll be like like a hundred fifty dollars to get shake shack then someone will give you it's gonna be like here and they'll give you five hundred dollars. Like the per diem yeah, per the, diem like, yeah, they'll give you like the per diem and it'd be like five hundred. I mean, you you're number eight pick, so uh, I don't know about you. But for me, I was I was a number thirty pick and that, that check come a little slower. So I'm just like, I'll bet. <laughs> I got I, I went up like three fifty on this one. I was <laughs> I was hype. And the the one dude that was the that was that was hype about it was definitely T B Thomas Bryant. And shout out to him because he signed a new contract Money, this off season. But like T, because TB was he he got he got paid very well his rookie year, but he was he was a second round pick, so he wasn't he didn't have the guaranteed money and didn't make as much money as the the first round picks did. But you know the money's always different, so he was always like he'll do stuff and he'll get like you know people will break him off and it'll be good. So it's just it's just funny. But that was the only thing. The only and now I'm going off on like a tangent right now about it, but that just reminds me because <laughs> TB. If you guys don't know Thomas Bryant, Thomas Bryant's like the one just like, like he's hype as hell. Like no matter what, like he'll get he'll dunk. He's gonna let everybody know he's dunk. He's yelling. It's like Zion. Be, yeah, it's like yeah, Zion. yeah. It's, it's like Zion, but he's worse than Zion. Zion. Oh, Zion. Zion. Oh, oh, yeah. Zion Cheatham. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. See, exactly like him. Zion so, always hype. And for y'all that don't know, I think he signed a two way with the with the Pelicans, and he was with the summer league team. But like, if they do something in the gym. They gonna let you know. It doesn't matter if you watching like you're seeing like on on the court or you're in the nosebleed or you're like watching another game. You're gonna know that they did something. You don't know. You might not know what they did, but you're gonna know they did something. Yes. So TB grabbed a rebound in one of the games. It was like one of the end of the games. I was like, give me that shit. Look off a like, rebound. Off a rebound, like and like stared down. Cause I guess he like he jumped over a dude and grabbed. It. He like looked at the dude, and the game was just about over. There was probably a couple minutes left in the game, and he got a tech, <laughs> bro. You would have thought he lost his dog, bro. He got so sad, bro. Cause <laughs> a tech, is, a tech, that's twenty five hundred. You know, oh, out, I forgot out the paycheck. you get fined for Yeah, tech. you get twenty five hundred, bro. I never seen someone go from. Uh, like you see people like oh zero to a hundred. I never seen someone go from a hundred to zero so fast before in a game, bro. He literally give me that shit. Tech. He was just oh man. Like he didn't say anything for like the next three minutes, like the last three minutes of the game. Like didn't say a word. He walks into practice the next day trying to make the money back. Anybody need some Shake Shack? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll go on a run. <laughs> but. Toss me, toss me a five ball, go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys need, you know, I make snow run. You know, needs headphones, some skittles. You know, whatever y'all need, <laughs> let me know. I, I'll go do it. But nah, we. I get. The, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do a little bit. I'm not gonna do too much. I might have, I might have Nikhil do the most because Nikhil would be like my like. That'd be like my guard because he's your position. Yeah, he's a guard. yeah. So obviously we got Darius and Etwan and JJ. So those are like the main guys. They ain't gonna let. They ain't gonna have me doing shit. I'll tell you that. But they gonna have Nikhil's gonna. Nikhil probably, <laughs> Nikhil probably gonna get. The yeah, he'll probably get it the most just because, especially with you know with the guards. You know he's gonna have to do a lot of stuff, and he, he got the more older ones. Like he 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 got D favors, so D favors probably be his vet. Yeah. Um, D favors is a cool dude. Uh, who else? Zion. Zion, I, I like Talil or somebody. 
Yeah, he'll probably, he'll probably have either Jalil or he might have Derek too. Okay. Derek yeah. seems like a good vet. No, he's a big, he'll be a really good vet. But this will be funny because Zion's number one pick, don't get me wrong. Future of the franchise, whatever you want to say. But he's definitely going to get his ass rook. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. and is then, that how it works in the league like doesn't matter how much hype you no, come in with like you, that, you'll still get yeah it doesn't matter because at the end of the day i mean he gonna be hurt to do it yeah he's gonna, he might be he might be hurt to do it but yeah you got you got to do it because oh and i'm telling you now if if you have to do if anyone says something do it it don't matter if it's like no nah, i'm not getting popcorn so i'm yeah, doing everything yeah, yeah, they tell me like, I don't want my Escalade popcorn. Yeah, I'll do whatever you tell me. Just don't, <laughs> exactly, don't popcorn bro. my Escalade. Oh, I saw that because, with Trey. Yeah, like, doc, if I forgot who, and why I tell you, we, I used to talk shit to my vets because um, I honestly really just didn't have a vet. Like, B.I. would just mess around with me a little bit, but I was really it. Like, Brew didn't have me do nothing. Lil Wild didn't have me do nothing. It was just, I was, I was living life. I was good. But I talked shit to my vets from like, Dude, dudes would be messing up. They wouldn't bring him a towel after practice or after a game. They wouldn't give him a towel or they wouldn't bring something. Or if they bring donuts, like the fuck the donut order up and it wouldn't be the same. And I would be looking at y'all like, yo, y'all sweet. Y'all ain't doing nothing. Because if you see a lot of videos, if you don't do your, if you don't do like your rookie duties or you don't do whatever it is, it might be as simple as bringing one of your vets a towel, like putting a towel on the chair at the end of a game or something like that. If you don't do that, after that game, you're gonna to try to get into that that nice car that you 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 got to escalate, or it might be a range or whatever it is. You ain't gonna be able to get in for a minute because that thing's gonna be filled to the roof with popcorn. Yeah, it's yeah. I'll do whatever y'all tell me. Just as long as y'all <laughs> popcorn me, I'm gonna be straight. Did you get a whip yet? Uh, I just bought my car actually yesterday. Nice. Yeah, the Congrats. 2020 uh, Escalade. You lease it or buy it? Buy it. Tense. Yeah, money man. I see you, big fella. Jeez. <laughs> he could have he he gone way more crazy than that. So oh, no. That, that, that's right. I'm, I'm happy. Practical, no. you know? Yeah, I'm happy. Because nah, the, the road's bad down there. Oh, you said the roads. I thought you said the rolls. I was about to say, oh, <laughs> hold on. Don't think about that yet. Oh, yeah, the roads are bad. Yeah, and it always flooding. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to give me a big car yeah, drive. Yeah. Driving yeah. drive in the rain. That's why I'm getting away from my I'm, I'm getting my bends. I'm, I'm switching it out. I'm yeah. getting a range because I'm not – I was. Them roads are terrible down terrible. there. New Orleans, if y'all listening, wouldn't mind, you know, repaving a little bit of those roads over there. But it's a, we were uh, we were talking a little bit about just kind of like your guys' age difference. And obviously you're 19. And I was looking at you, Josh, and I was like, yo, when you were 19, like you didn't even necessarily know if, like, if you were going to be in the league. And then Jackson, you were like, I didn't even know I was going to be in the league. So like a year ago, you were going into your freshman year at Texas, right? Yeah. You thought you were going to maybe redshirt. You weren't sure. And all of a sudden, like, too, yeah. and all of a sudden, a year later, you're, you know, the number eight pick. Talk of summer league. So what? How do you even wrap your head around around where you are? And when did it like? When were you like, okay, this could actually happen for me? Uh, yeah, like really, just around this time, it was like end of summer. I was like, that's when me and coach were talking about like redshirt, and then came in. He let me rock a little bit the first game, and then after that, like, I just started taking off and, like, I started producing more and more each game. And then about the North Carolina game last year, it was around Thanksgiving, it was Thanksgiving Day versus North Carolina in Vegas. And uh, I just snapped that game. And then after that, I saw my name on a draft board. I was like, dang, this is crazy. Like, I could actually be a one and done. And then, yeah. How did Coach take it 
like was he was he because I feel like some coaches are probably really cool about it. Mm-hmm. Others are like not. Nah, you know, no, you coach. Stay. Coach was all with my like decision. Like, like I mean, obviously he wants you to stay. I mean, because that's mm-hmm. gonna help him. But uh, like he wasn't like trying to pull me in any certain way. He was just giving me his honest advice with everything. Which I mean, uh, I feel like it's hard for people to do that. But yeah. I mean, Coach Mark did it for sure. Was when you were when you tested the waters after your junior year and then decided to go back senior year. Was Coach what was was Coach right like cool about it or was he? No, nah, coach was cool about it, and coach told me he was like, you know, if you were if you were like a lock for a top one, he was like, if you had a guarantee, um, before I had before I had to make uh, the decision, or by the time I had to make that decision, if I were to leave or stay, he was like, if you had a a guarantee in the first round, like go, like it, it ain't it ain't ain't even a question, you just got to go. But I didn't have that, and he was just kind of like, you know, you can still leave if you want, like you're, he was like, I think you're. You know, you'll still make a team, but if you come back, you know, we can have a chance to repeat it and you can be one of the best players in the country and all that. But I think, like, that's so important. I feel like that's something that people have to, guys have to look at going into school too. It's not just the name of it. It's about the character around it because, like you said, Coach Smart is probably one of the best character guys um, and culture guys in in, in college. So, you know, he's going to do what's best for himself. Yeah, And, you know, Sometimes in, in certain programs, it's not what's best for the player. This is what's best for the program. And it's like you have the, the best recruiting class in the country. You got three top 20 picks or whatever, or three top 20, you know, recruits coming in. And then that next year, you got the same thing. So it's like are you pushing, you know, some of the guys are just forced to leave, even if they're not ready, yeah. just because it's like, yeah, you got the short end of the stick. Yeah. It's, you know, because if, if you don't leave, these guys coming in and these guys might be better than you, so you might not really play. And then your stock goes even lower. And then your stock goes even lower. So I feel like. No, yeah, no one wants to take somebody who, like. Yeah. Like, they're going to take somebody who's younger. So, like, you, like, like you feel like you have to go. Like, I was talking with uh, somebody about this in our draft class. They're like, I felt like I had to go. Because mm-hmm. the recruiting class coming in after me was like. Yeah. And it's yeah. Because if you do that, it's like. And obviously now it's like. It's, it's, everything's about potential. It's like, oh, they have the potential to be this, potential to be that. And the longer you stay in college, it's like, oh, he's older, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you th- at 22 years old, it's like, oh, you can't teach the old dog new tricks. It's like, <laughs> I'm 22 years old, but you still, still get, super young. you still, yeah, you're still super young, but you get that label like, uh, he doesn't have as much potential because he's 22 in opposed to being, you know, 19 years old. So a lot of guys are forced to kind of go out. So that's why, you know, you're lucky and you're, I won't even say you were lucky. You did the due diligence and you were smart with your decision on where you wanted to go to college and it paid off for you, you know, in the long run. And you had, you know, amazing decision and, uh, you know, landed with us at, at eight. So that was a, that was a good spot for us. I was actually, I've, I didn't know if we were going to, we were going to take you at, at eight. I didn't know who was going to yeah, take me. Cause I was sitting there, I'm like. I was sitting there, I was like, well, I thought I was going like, like, I thought I was going to Atlanta, if I'm being honest. Uh, I'll keep it real. At, at, at 8 or 10. Oh, okay. At 8 or 10. And they traded the pick, and I was like, dang, I really don't know where I'm about to go. Mm-hmm. So, draft day, you wake up. What's going through your mind? You just, are you like, oh, I think my ceiling is. I was like thinking about where, like anywhere from like 7 really to like 13. I was like, I feel like I'm going to go somewhere in there. 
And then all the trades happened. Like, we saw that. I was like, dang. So I, now I really don't know where I'm going. And then I'm just sitting there just, like, just, I was just waiting for my name to get called. I keep on hearing other people's names get called. get sadder and sadder. And then when my name finally got called, I was the happiest man ever. Yeah. Did you get a call from the team or your agent? Mm, they just. You just heard it. They just heard it. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, like, my agent told me, like, my agent's sitting right behind me. And he was like, yeah, you're going to New Orleans. I was like. So you, you just heard him say, like, I just heard, I heard people get their names called and I got sadder and sadder. He was Apex. So seven names got called before him. <laughs> I was nervous. As sh- I was shitting bricks when I was getting. Especially 30 because that's literally the line between Bro, guarantee was, and no guarantee. Uh, For me, it was, I was like, I, I, I like. When I told you like my like the draft day for me, I was I was cool. I was like, man, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I'm a, you know I'm gonna get picked regardless. So I'm blessed. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like I'm like it's gonna be cool. You know, obviously I want to be a first round pick, mm-hmm. and I knew going in, I said I, my ceiling is going to be um, 32 to Phoenix. I don't think I'm gonna go because I had a really good workout with with Phoenix. I did it twice. I was like, I you know. I, I kind of knew all the, I, I'm going to go to, I'll probably end up going to Phoenix. Like worst case? Worst case scenario. Yeah. So I'm literally going that, doing that day. I'm like, you know, I'm like preparing, like I'm going for Phoenix. I'm like, you know, Phoenix, you know, the nice spot, you know, good weather, you know, yeah, looking at Zilla, looking at, you know, spots to stay. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm good. You know, it's not too expensive. And then, you know, draft happens one through 17. Or one no one through probably twenty, I was I didn't give like I didn't give a damn about it. Anyone that got drafted, I was like I'm my name ain't gonna be close to any of these dudes. But I knew like the earliest I would go was twenty two to Oklahoma City because they had me. You worked um, out there. I worked work, worked out there. Um, I liked Oklahoma City's workout because their their gym got a, gives you a little more bounce. So I looked a little more athletic than what I actually was. I, it's like something with their like their court like like you know like with wood you get yeah. you have a little bit of give. But theirs is it isn't like the regular court. Like oh. it's like you have like a little even more give, so you have a little more bounce and all that. So I was like, I had a really good workout there. You know, that would be like as early as I go. So once twenty hits, bro, I got so nervous. I'm just like, I like I could go twenty two, and then they ended up like Terrence Ferguson was like one ahead of me on their on their draft board, so he got drafted. Mm. So I'm just like. Fuck, all right, cool. You know, Brooklyn, you know, Brooklyn had like 23. I'm like, oh, Brooklyn could be a cool spot. And they picked like, um, who'd they pick? They picked uh, the guy with the, the, the afro, the, the center from Jared, Jared, Jared. So they picked Jared. I'm just like. Yeah, that's a great pick at 22. Yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, yeah just they like, did take him at 22. 20, was it 22 or 23? I think whatever it was 23. That's a great yeah, 20, 20, whatever. 23. Oh, it's a really good pick. So I'm just like, all right, you know, cool. 25 pops up. I'm like. You know Philly. You know I might get the hometown love. You know what I mean. You know I'm. I've been playing in Villanova for four years, so you know that could happen. They do a draft and stats with like someone from like Europe, like Europe. Oh yeah. I was like, damn man, like all right man. You know we'll see what happens. So right now I'm just like, I'm just hoping like twenty. You know I'm hoping like this. <laughs> there's a first round. Just hurry up and end so I can just get picked by thirty two to Phoenix. So twenty six was Kato Swan again. Went to. Went to Portland, twenty-seven coups. So I was, I was like, okay, you know, I had, I was like, maybe LA might pick me because they got twenty-seven and twenty-eight. I was like, you know, that's a good range for me. You know, I had a good workout with them. Then they take so after twenty-seven, they pick coups. I'm like, all right, you know, they might pick me next. They traded that pick. I was like, 
for I was just like I'm I'm not getting drafted in the first round like it's a wrap for me because I guess they called so the thing is they called the Spurs and were like is are you guys gonna draft Josh and I guess they were like no yeah and the, the Spurs were like no we're not you know we're not taking Josh so then we're like okay we can make this trade trade back to thirty. Utah would get 28. So then they could take me and then they could take another pick in the draft um, in the second round. But obviously, I don't know any of that shit. So I'm just like, man, fuck, man. I'm not getting drafted in the first round. I'm like, I'm nervous as hell. And then 29 get picked. I, I wanted to be a Spur because I was like, yo, Spur would be a perfect culture for me. You know, from Nova, I wanted, I love pop. I want to play for pop. That didn't happen. So I'm like, man, yo, I'm like, man, fuck this, man. I don't even, I was sick, bro. Like, I was, and then I, I got the phone call and it was Rob Plinka and, and Magic and Luke. I'm like, yeah, we're taking you at 30. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, but I was so, like, I, he said, that, like, I'm all this long ass story is basically the same. Like, he said, yeah, seven picks, man. I was getting sad. I was so nervous, bro, because my heart was pounding, like, the, like, 22 through 30 picks because I was so nervous. I'm just like, because at the end of the day, where you get drafted doesn't really matter. But for that day, that shit matters. Oh, like yeah, like we talked does. about the rankings. Nah, well, all right. I said, I said, I didn't mean sad. Nah, nah, you good. Right, yeah. <laughs> you good. But, uh, I, I, knew, I knew what you meant. Yeah, I was like sitting there. I was like, dang, bro. Am I gonna get picked? Like I, I I'm thinking the worst. And out you, of think everything. you think of you think the worst out you of everything. Think the worst. You think the worst. And and then no matter what, when people get drafted before you, you always yeah, you, you want you, you think the worst, but you always like, I'm better than this, this dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm way better than this dude. My agent back here is like he's like he's like, all right, so your span now is anywhere to 17. I'm like, damn, 17, bro. <laughs> I was like, I'm dropping what? to 17. Oh. I'm gonna be out the lottery. I'm, I'm yeah. That's money. I was like, dang. And then like and then like people kept on getting drafted before me. I was like, dang, bro, I'm not I'm not getting drafted, bro. I was like, I was like, I'm here on some. I shouldn't be in the green room, and I was like, I'm thinking the worst. And I was like, all right. And then he and he turned around and told me, I was like, he's like, they're taking. I was like, all right, finally. Yeah. I just sat back. I was like, oh my god. Uh, draft draft night. Draft is night. The, you think the worst out of everything. Yes, bro. It's the worst. A bug will fly and hit you. You think you're gonna die? Yeah, bro. Like, and it's and that time before the draft is so long, oh, bro. It's so, like. I don't even, I forgot what I did. Like, I like grabbed something to eat. I, I, and like, you want to take a nap because you're like, all right, if I take a nap, you know, the time, like, I'll wake up at like five. I just got to get ready, go right to like my little, or whatever. But you can't take a nap because so you, you're so nervous and so anxious because, like, ah, oh, yeah, today's the day. So it's literally just like, you, you swear, like, one, like, like a second is a minute, a minute is an hour, and like you feel like an hour is like a day, like that, like that's how it is, like draft day for guys. I swear they had us do so much stuff draft day. I was like, bro, I just want to go to the draft. Yeah, like, I was, I was like, I just want the draft to start yeah. right now. Yeah, because you you talk about the green room process and just kind of give people like an insight for like the, you know what happens for mm -hmm. if you know you're if you're in the green room. So you go to New York. I forget when I how much how much earlier I got there. I think it was like four days, something mm -hmm. like that. And they have you doing stuff like doing the meetings throughout it, like you doing a bunch of off the court stuff. Uh, but like, I mean, obviously you can do whatever you want, like in your spare time. Um, and then like the day of the draft, I think we did like an NBA Cares thing mm -hmm. uh, with a bunch of little kids. Like we just helped out at camp, and yeah, that was really it. And then you just went back to the hotel, chilled, and then had to start getting ready. And then once you got to the draft room, oh, you actually had to go back and wait a bunch of time in the back. And then uh, 
once you get to the draft room, like in, in the actual room, you just sit there forever, take pictures up top with the commissioner, and then go back and sit down with your family. I tell you, I hate all the green room guys. <laughs> Cause all I saw, they was taking. They had like the the new era hats on. They new had they had like the Tassalt watches and all that. Well, I didn't get a Tassalt watch, or I didn't even get a Pelicans hat. I was wearing an Atlanta Hawks hat the whole night. Yeah, you had to wear yeah. Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. That. I finally got my Tassalt watch. Like the you other day, they sent, they sent it. They sent it to the facility. Like Jackson, we got your watch. I was like, I don't want it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to watch. I only wanted it for the draft. Have, you, have like, you have you copped the watch yet or nah? I'm not a big watch wearer though. I'm don't bracelets. Do don't, I'm don't, bracelets. Don't get into it. Yeah. Don't don't get into it because I, I like necklaces and bracelets. It's, that's really talking it. from experience. Yeah, it's an expensive habit. Don't do it. Don't do it. it stay away from JJ too because JJ loves watches. Really? J yeah. Apparently JJ is a huge watch guy. So just do just don't. I'm telling you, bro. Don't get into it. Yeah. Don't, Malik like, Malik was into watches when we were in China. They brought like a bunch to the hotel. Yeah, those all those older guys were definitely into watches. Yeah. I mean, that's just not for me. I've never been a watch guy. Yeah, I mean, you kind of weren't though before you got into the league. I feel like it's just you hang around the vets and like they talk about it a lot. Maybe it kind of happens. It, it wasn't even it wasn't even a vet, bro. It was it was really uh, you know, I always call like I always call his dad pops. It okay. was really it was really his fault, bro. Like I honestly needed just like cut him off, bro, and just stop like just talking to him in general because he got me into watches. Um, he kind of started the wine, the wine thing I'm on. Um, him and Mom's um, start helped me on Lulu, like got me stuck on Lululemon. Now, like everything I wear is Lululemon. Oh my gosh! Um, on that way. Yeah. So I know you get 25 percent off Lululemon. I'm just saying. As an NBA player. As a as like a like a male athlete because oh, nice. they're trying to like promote it. Pro, yeah, they're trying to like appeal my more dad, to like men's athletes. They gave my dad a bunch of like his coach all his coaching gear with the Bengals all Lululemon. Bro, I'm telling you, it's the most comfortable like especially traveling, bro, it's the most comfortable clothes you could wear. I'm t I mean, your your, your Nike deal might be a little yeah. bit more strict than mine, but uh, you know, I'm I'm a stick in this Lululemon. <laughs> um but yeah, don't that's so funny. Aside from like don't get into watches, what other advice do you have for the incoming the cards. The incoming rookies? Don't do the car I'm don't don't bet. No don't. I heard this one game that like people lose. Boo oh, Boo yeah. Stay stay away from watches, cars, gambling on the plane. Yep. Cause like I don't I want I don't want to say gambling on the plane because that's that doesn't, that doesn't sound good. Playing cards on the plane. Because uh, I'm talking especially boo rank, bro. People that play boo rank, they lose money. They like what and it's not like oh m money like what like 10 15k no bro i know people that lost hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands I, know, I, I heard know, so many stories of it too yeah i know one i know one dude i heard a story um one of the guys one of my old teammates um played boo ring with with, with, with a uh another athlete what wasn't a basketball player but another athlete he lost 2.4 mil in one to like, I'm not sure if it was like this that one because the thing about Ray is, you know, you you start playing, but if you get booed or whatever it is, you got to double the pot, so the pot oh. might be fifty, and then you got to put fifty in, oh. and and the thing is really like it like the game is really basically big bang take little bang, because and everybody knows what everybody makes, so it's yeah, like, everyone knows what everybody makes. So like we like we had for example like. Braun. So say Braun plays Boo Rank, right? Not saying he does. Just no, I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he does. Hypothetically, say he makes Boo Rank. Say he plays Boo Rank. Say it's him, me, 
Thomas Bryant and who was a who was um Brooke Lopez, who was like the other you know, one of the other like Max guys that we had when I was at the Lakers when I was there. So say it's us four. And that's a very interesting four. But just say <laughs> let's say it's us four. TB's making the least. I'm making the second least. We're both in like the one million dollar category. So oh TB's now elevated, but at that at that point, and then uh Brooke would be making like 25 or whatever he's making. Bronze making like 35, whatever. So say the pot's like 10K and like you can, fo- yeah, you can mm-hmm. fold or whatever it is. I'm looking at the pot like, dog, that's a lot of fucking money. Like I'm folding. I'm out this game. I'm paying my 100 or $200 and I'm getting out of it. Braun or like Brooke would be looking at it like 10,000. Like, that's not, yeah, that that's ain't, yeah, ain't nothing. Like, yeah. you know, like think about it. Their, their checks are so cr- like they won't even see that go out their bank account. So, so <laughs> it's really, so, so they can play it. And that's I'm insane saying, to yeah, think about. It's insane to think about. So it's like they can sit there and they can play because say they lose 20K, it's like, all right, you know, I lost 20K. So as easy as they lose 20K, they can win 40K. Yeah. And it's like all that, like them losing 10, 15, 20, Plus, like it's, it, it doesn't mean really as much to them as yeah. it means to us. So it's really a game of big bank take little bank. So don't do that shit. Are you a closed guy? Kinda. Yeah, kinda. Like not super, but like I'm. I t- I tried to get into it, but this is I guess it's me personally. I'll say just don't wild out about it because at the end of the day, like look smooth, look presentable. That's what that's what you, that's you know what do I go stuff for. like that. But at the end of the day. Don't compete with nobody because people are going to be making way. There's going to be a, there's Always. a bunch of people making way more money than you. They got way more connections than you, and they got way more like way flyer way shit flyer than you. Stuff. So it's like it's it, pointless. It, it's yeah. pointless. Like you look cool, you look presentable, whatever. But at the end of the day, if you sitting there trying to compete with Russell Westbrook, you know, you Russ, lose. yeah, Russ got a bag on and off the court. So it's like. You know, he can spend five K on an outfit and it ain't nothing. You spend five K on an outfit, especially right now. Yeah, you haven't got that right first now. that November fifteenth, you haven't got that first check yet. So that five K, that's a big chunk of money. So yeah. I I would probably say those four I would say stay away from or like really limit. Yeah. And you get that nice Nike portal. Just yeah. go in there and order all your shit. Yeah. I'm not even like a super fly dresser. I'm more of like a comfy dresser, but yeah. I'm more nice stuff though. It's gonna be like Especially being in New Orleans too, like I don't think there's yeah. that pressure. Like LA, there's kind of like a pressure to like be, look fly, which is unfortunate. I'll say the the only thing that I would say really like splurge on is like I would say anything in your house, anything in your house splurge on it because at the end of the day, we like we go hoop, we travel so much. At the end of the day, we when we come home, like that got to be home. That got to be like our sanctuary right. where we just go to kind of kick back, relax, whatever. Like just. You can spend a bunch of money on nice ass furniture, nice comfy sofa, a good bed. I don't spend five ten k on a bed, like because you gonna you be, might you gonna need use a, it every an night. extra long one too, like a custom joint. Oh yeah, I know I know one custom custom bed. I'm, I'm not gonna give them a shout out because they don't they don't show me that much love. Hey, but if like, they sponsor the episode, then we'll <laughs> yeah. You know. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I think I think I spent like five k on a bed. Like, but it's like you use I, it every day. I use it every day. So it's like I got I want to be I want to be cozy because if I get in at two o'clock and I got to wake up at 
eight nine o'clock the next day it's like i want to i want to go home go right like lay in my bed and go right to sleep yeah and be comfortable too exactly that's the thing you want to be comfortable is there a, is there anything about the league or like day-to-day life that you've always kind of wanted to ask or, or wanted to know but you haven't had the chance to I know there's a bunch of free time, but I know what you do in your free time. You play video games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spit out my wine. Um, yeah, I play video games, but no. Yeah, but I feel like that's just gonna be the main difference for me. Just mm-hmm. having all that extra time, like that's already been a difference for me. Like I've been realizing that. Like I just begin bored. I texted you. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm bored as hell, bro. I don't be knowing. What and, and now it makes sense because because you because you just said you went from, you came back from China. He texted me at two thirty the other day talking about yo you in L A. What's up? Like <laughs> like bro. I, I, was, I now I was, know the time yeah, difference. Time yeah, difference. I was knocked out because I had like a six a.m. workout the next morning. I work out at six, so that's why I was not up at two o'clock. But um, no, the time difference is I'm not time the uh the amount of free time is crazy but i mean that's that's time where you can really like start learning about yourself or just kind of figuring out what other passions you really have you know you can you know read you can learn about new you know different stuff you can learn about you know business and the tech world you can you know you can play video games you can you know cook you can do like there's just so much free time for you to kind of really learn about yourself mm-hmm. and learn about what passion besides basketball you really want to get into. And that's, I think that's probably definitely one of the biggest differences. And that because college, you have to go to class, you have to study hall. hall. I didn't have study hall. Tables. Yeah. You got every, you're, you're really, your day's basically planned out for you. You don't have to do anything, but you go now, say we have practice at 10. Say you get there at eight 30, you eat breakfast, you get some shots up before practice or a little like a mini workout practice, maybe get some shots up after, maybe do a lift. You do all that. You're done by you, one. Yeah, you done by one o'clock until the next day. Yeah. So it's like you could go home, you can take a nap, you can game, you can read a book, you can friends. paint, you can hang out with friends. Like you can do anything you really want to do. So that was probably was like I would say really use that time to just kinda like just kind of learn more about yourself and just kind of see like what exactly you want to do. Cause at the end of the day, the ball, ball is going to stop bouncing at one point and you got to, then it's like, all right, what do I do after that? So then you can kind of start doing that, start thinking about that and planning for that now. So then you're 19, you say you're, you retired 35, you had a good 16 years in the league. Then it's like, oh, I already know what I'm gonna do. What do I, say you want to do commentating you can you can do a podcast you can do go on different es you know episodes of espn and just have those saved and just be like yo i want to i want to be a broadcaster here's here's my stuff this is what i do so yeah i would say just kind of use that time to just learn about yourself and learn what you're passionate about yeah and the cool thing about the platform that you guys have as nba players is you can take that passion and then like use it to like generate revenue or like actually build a brand for yourself like gaming for him to start off as like a hobby and now you're, you know, Stream. you're making good bread off it. You're probably the most well-known gamer in the league, and you're actually like you're definitely the most. You the only one I really know who streams. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I be streaming a little bit. We still need to get a dub. You play Fortnite? Yeah, we, yeah, a little hey, bit. Hey, I, t- I told you we 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 can get on one. Did you bring Did you bring My a game comp, up here? Yeah, it's well not over here, but it's at the hotel. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. bet. Say that's out. Mm, but we can get, we can get on. I don't care. As soon as I go back to the hotel, we'll hop on. I, I'm hey, I'm with it. I ain't doing nothing until I, we got another podcast in like three hours. I got but something a little bit later. He can't yeah. be worse than me. Uh, what? No, no, no. he's probably worse. definitely probably nah. better than you. But um, what, you want to do lighthearted ten? Yeah. So what we do is um, it's called a lighthearted ten. Lighthearted we, ten. We ask the same. We ask the guest um, the same ten questions every. Every episode, um, it just, it's not really rapid fire, but it's just kind of just a way for, you know, the guests to learn a little bit more about you, I guess, even though you know, they did a, heard an hour interview on. But um, so I guess I'll kind of start off the lighthearted time by what's your biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve, definitely just groupies and fake people. That makes me really mad. You're it's yeah. gonna take you a long way, bro. You're, yeah, you yeah, yeah, definitely keep that shit because there's so many groupies and fake friends that you're gonna have in the league. So I know that's one thing I was very and I had a girlfriend, so you know, I I'd be chilling. But I was very disappointed because I heard in the league it was like, yo, you know, you, you walk into the you know, the hotel lobby, you know, People everywhere, you know, groupies, you know, girls, dudes trying to like party, like club guys trying to get you go. There ain't no damn no, body. No, in the hotel. They, they were no. there, bro. They just weren't talking to you. Nah, bro. They no, weren't even they there, weren't bro. There. They weren't there. I've heard that too. Yeah, bro. They true. was not there. I was so disappointed. But yo, de- no, definitely it happens, keep that be a big. It happens event. more at like the big events, like All Star Weekend and like Team USA training All-Star camp Weekend's and like wild. Sign up. Yeah, that type of shit. Yeah, but um, that's a good one. Biggest fear. Biggest fear, clowns. So you haven't seen it? No, I've seen it. I like I like scary movies, but I just hate clowns. Like when I see a clown in person, I'm I get scared. Actually, nah, take that back. Biggest fear is birds, then clowns. Birds? Like little birds, like birds that fly. Your big ass is scared of birds? Yes, I got attacked by one while I was in second. (laughs) I got attacked by one in second grade. Ever since I've been petrified of birds. That'll do it. You'll see me on campus, all these birds flying straight past me. I'll be ducking. (laughs) You're an uh, easy target. So, so what happens when you see a clown? Uh, you shouldn't have told me that. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm not like that scared when I see a clown, but I'm just going to be like, like. You're going to be ready to yeah, scrap. I'm going to be ready. All right. I, I'm going to just keep it. I'm going to be on edge when I'm around a clown. Birds know. is what really petrifies me. All right. Um, your favorite cartoon growing up? Favorite cartoon growing up. Oh, that's a good one. I want to say Phineas and Ferb, really. You know the theme song by heart? No, nah, I don't know it by heart, but I, I do. know I'm it. not going to sing it, but I do. I know it. That's a great show. What is it? There's 104 days of summer <laughs> vacation. I hate asking that question for sometimes for our guests because it's either like, I, it's either like just right for me, like, oh, yeah, SpongeBob or something like, Fairly Our Parents, oh, yeah, they was popping. Or it's like something older I can't really relate to. Or it's like younger, because I, I liked Phineas and Ferb, but it was like, I was like starting to like grow up a little bit before, yeah, like see, when it started going up. Young. Yeah, so I was like, I didn't really watch it. Yeah. But SpongeBob was the main one for me. See, but. my mom never, my mom never let me watch SpongeBob. I I watched really? SpongeBob. I watched SpongeBob like whenever I was anywhere else over at. But in my house, I would never watch SpongeBob. Why? My mom just didn't like it. She just didn't like. What, what was so bad about she was, SpongeBob? She was like, she thought it had bad connotations and stuff. I mean. I like no. watching when I was at friends' houses. I watch when I'm at my cousin's house, just never at the crib. Now I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Now they're like that. That is like 
now that I'm older and I know all the like the references, yeah, all the references like, I'm like, 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 is this like cartoons in general? They like they damn straight as innocent as we uh, thought they used no, to be, bro. They're no. just not as innocent at all. Bro. I've seen so many memes and stuff like like it would be like. Oh, I definitely this this definitely flew over my head when I was a kid. And yeah, I saw like, this. Mr. Crab lives in Bikini Bottom. Like it's like st- certain stuff like that. It's like it might not been like the that yeah. the intent, but it's like oh, that's kind of yeah. And they said Pearl wasn't his daughter; he was actually her sugar daddy. Yeah, like <laughs> stuff like that. Like it's I don't know. Like, um, I, I can okay, I can understand yeah. that. Childhood celebrity crush. <clears throat> oh, Megan Fox. Megan Fox from He's Transformers. Not, someone else said Megan Fox. Yeah, we got I Megan Fox from Transformers. Yeah. Dang, I, I'm not going. Who was your guys's? She was fire. I had um, I was Megan Good. That was my childhood, and then now it's Kalani. I love Kalani. Yeah, mine was. Uh, I don't know if did you ever watch Boy Meets World? Yeah, Topanga. I was, was Topanga. Okay. What superpower would you want? Hmm. Like a superpower, like which superhero would I want to be? Like, cause Superman has multiple uh, superpowers, but like, if I want to be like Superman, give, give us both. What superhero would you want to be? I guess just Superman. adequate. Yeah, okay, Superman. and then what would like if you could have any superpower? What would you want? Probably like fly because okay. like you're a little bit faster, and like I could just like kind of hide it in basketball. I'd just be like, oh my there. god, okay, that'd be like that. That'd be like, <laughs> that'd be good. Like it'll just give you like an. Somebody try blocking you, you get that little extra. Yeah, oh, yeah that's actually a good. You literally, <laughs> you literally just described like your your dunk in summer league. Though. That is true. <laughs> yeah, fact. You true. just got like a little bit, a extra. little extra. Um, if you could switch lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Hmm. Probably like Loki, Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. He has just infinite bread. I'm with that. So I just buy a bunch of stuff and go to a bunch of different crazy places with his <laughs> money, cause I mean, I'm him for the day, so I get to do whatever I want. I'll say I'll definitely uh, put a little wire, a little wire in there too. I'll be uh, yeah. thought Bill Gates, a little wire to to Jay Hart's Hart. bank account, <laughs> the Hart Enterprises. Yeah, you know, not nah, not even Hart Enterprises. Then it got to be a business expenses. Right. Send it to my checking account. You can just change it, direct deposit. Yeah, you know, and then we are gonna get a pop. Oh, I'm really just cash out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really just cash no, out. Venmo, Venmo. Yeah, Venmo. Yeah, put Venmo in there. Um, what profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Uh, I want to get into real estate. Real estate? Yeah, like flipping houses and selling okay, them, so stuff like that. Residential real estate. Yeah. New Orleans is probably a good place to do that. It's a, it's a good it's a good spot to start. That, that's actually. I'll probably if I do start, I'll probably start in Austin though, just because the state tax yeah. and a bunch of people are moving there. Mm. And I went there, so a bunch of people. Would, like me there. The, the East End, I think, is like where. Of Austin? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. East End's like the new up it's and coming up, side. Right? And then West, like the West Side, which is like Westlake Hills, is like the really nice side already that's been established. Yeah. I was on somewhere on the East End and I was with somebody and they were telling me they were like a couple years ago, this was like nothing. Yeah. No, it's like super developed. All right. So we'll talk about that. I'm going to put you in touch with Luau Dang. Like Luau, when you talk real estate, mm-hmm. Luau kills it. Like really? Luau has, I talked to Luau because he, he was on the team my rookie year. Luau has had, did so well in, you know, commercial, uh, not even residential real estate, commercial real estate. He does, um, v- yeah, he does very well. He has houses out here that he runs out. Like, that, trust me, I will, I'll put you in touch. Luau Dang's an amazing mind when it comes to that. Has an amazing team that you can really learn from. Um, uh, who would play you? 
No, that's you. mine. Yes, that's Who would play you in the Jackson Hayes movie? Who would play me? Uh, probably Michael B. Jordan. I'm being honest. You got to give him a little bit of stilts. Give him, give him some stilts. Yeah. That, that one's always hard for basketball players. Yeah, that one's, that one's definitely yeah. a hard one. Yeah, you got to have someone that's like, especially for you. you got yeah, that's just six eleven. Like, that's, yeah, like, that's really the only young, like, black actor I can really think of, mm-hmm. like, who's just a great actor. I mean, there's a bunch of real, there's a bunch of them. Don't get me wrong, but that's yeah. just the title oh, one I think of. Um, what is the title of the current chapter of your life? The beginning. This is the beginning. That's a good one. There was a prelog before. That was everything was going prelog. Prelog. Okay, yeah. I like it. It's definitely the beginning. That's a good answer. I think a lot of dudes when they get drafted, they like there's so much emotion and they think it's like the end. They're like, yeah. "Yo, I made it," mm-hmm. but it's really the beginning. Yeah, really. I'm still only 19 years old. I still right, you got knock on wood. I still hope I have a very long, long life. Definitely. Yeah. Um, if heaven exists, what do you want to hear God say when you arrive? Welcome. We've we've been we've been waiting to have you. Well, not waiting. We've been excited. <laughs> <laughs> Just welcome. Just give me give him a hug. That's all I want. God probably gives great hugs. I feel like he does. Yeah, very cozy hugs. Very cozy. Very loving hugs. But um, thank you. Thank you, for, uh, you know, Jax, for being on the, the podcast. You know, I think it's good for, especially for um, just people in general, but especially, you know, New Orleans to kind of get a, get a feel for um, who you are. Obviously, like we said, you know, there's so many, so much buzz around Zion, you know, to hear from other people from that, that draft class and kind of get to know who they are and, you know where they came from and why they're here and what they're excited about is always uh you know good to hear so thank you for coming on of course thank you all for having yeah, me appreciate you yeah bro. definitely definitely fun yeah and a lighthearted podcast